0: This is Reaching the Finish Line. and I'm your host, Callan Diggs. Check out the website, www.reachingthefinishline.com, and pick up my free report. Save up to 75% what they don't want you to know. Reachingthefinishline.com. Welcome. In this episode, I am delighted. To have Greg Weistein. Uh, Greg is the co-founder and chief operating officer of Bloom Nation. Uh, Bloom Nation is a uh, flower marketplace for people where they can send unique boutiques handcrafted by uh, local florists across the country. Uh, for Greg, Greg is a business economics accounting graduate from the University of California, Santa Barbara, and he's also consulted for market leaders and wholesalers for the majority of his professional career. Greg, welcome.
1: Thanks. Great to be here.
0: Great. So um, for the listeners who don't know who you are, Greg, uh, kind of give people sort of like a, I guess a, a quick uh, background of kind of where you came from and how you led up to found, uh, co-founding Bloom Nation.
1: Sure. So um, my background was in uh, accounting and consulting. I, I did that for about eight years, primarily doing business restructuring, um, working on companies that were in distress, either in bankruptcy or kind of 12 months out, going in and trying to turn them around. Um, <clears throat> I had been, been doing that for a while when a really good friend of mine, Fireboat, uh had this crazy idea about making this floral marketplace Um, We had all sent flowers before online through kind of the traditional large uh, websites like One Air Flowers, FTD, Teleflora, but didn't really understand the differences and why we were having such poor experiences. Um, So Fargo's uh, aunt is a local florist, and um, through doing some more due diligence, kind of learning the industry, um, kind of uncovered that that these guys are are mostly just brokers, Um, and so... It was for for Farbo, it was why why do I have to shop through a broker to to buy flowers? Why can't I just you know have like an Etsy or an Amazon style marketplace where I could easily find great local florists and and transact that way? Um, so Farbo came with me to this idea. Um, our other co-founder, David Eshgar, was uh, currently getting his MBA at uh, Booth School of Business in Chicago. Uh, and his summer was uh, was quickly approaching. He was trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his summer in terms of internships. Um, and so we basically took that summer as an opportunity to kind of walk around a bunch of different flower shops, uh, talk to them about our idea about creating this marketplace, if it was something that they'd be interested in. And that's how it all kind of started. Interesting. So,
0: uh, Greg, did you, did you start other businesses in the past and fail and maybe had, uh, I guess, that light bulb moment that brought you to Bloom Nation?
1: No, it was uh, Bloom Nation was my first entrepreneurial endeavor. Um, I never really thought about being an entrepreneur early on in my business career. Uh, I was very much, you know, working at large uh, consulting firms and kind of on that path. Mm. Um, and then just kind of got to the point where, you know, Farbot had this idea and it sounded like an interesting opportunity to kind of, you know, try to be our own boss, try to start start something, try to build something from the ground up. Um, so we just kind of gave it a shot
0: great great and uh yeah i'm actually a fan of the model and i think it's cool but probably one uh question that i'm quite sure a lot of audience i have they would say well what's the difference between you and a place like 1-800 flowers
1: yeah so 1-800 flowers is uh, a traditional uh what the industry calls wire service mm-hmm. um, or a broker so uh, you would go to 100flowers.com you would see a stock catalog Uh, of a bunch of flower arrangements, very much kind of cookie cutter flower arrangements that any florist in the country should be able to make. You, the customer, then purchase that photo, that picture, and then roughly half of your money uh, is then wired to a local florist in their network. But there's not much transparency within the transaction. So you, the customer, don't know which actual local florist is fulfilling your order. That florist also doesn't know who you, the customer, are. Um, And so because there is no transparency in the transaction, um, there's also often a disconnect in the final product. And so it's that big disconnect that often leaves people kind of, uh, you know, with a not great experience. Uh, So we at Blue Nation basically cut out that middleman being that broker. And if you want to send flowers to New York, we actually show you the local floors that are available in New York. All the photos are their own pictures their prices their local inventory that you're tapping into you get to see their reviews uh and just compare all the the local florists in that area in in one in essence uh and you can make an actual informed decision um and then once you make that decision that florist who uh, you purchase from obviously gets your information understands who you are as a customer they're incentivized now to do a great job because um, if you want to send flowers to New York again, obviously they want them you to use them. Uh, and transversely, if they do a horrible job, you know who they are, and you could leave a bad Yelp review or, or whatnot.
0: Great, yeah, definitely like the the transparency model, and I like how it really uh, kind of uh, uh, pr- uh, promotes better connectivity. Uh, working with local and small business, kind of uh, feeling that economy and. Uh, um, uh, I guess I guess. next question uh, I want to ask you is, what were some challenges that you and the other co-founders face when developing Bloom Nation?
1: Yeah, I think um, early on when we first were tossing around this idea, we just had a lot a naysayers. Um, in general, the flower industry is kind of considered a dying industry uh, in that lots of local florists have been going out of business in the last 20 years or so. Uh, part of that was due to, you know, the poor economy starting in 08. Uh, and then also just in general, their business model has just been outdated. Um, having to work with these wire services uh, is actually very expensive. And, and a lot of times it's difficult to turn a profit. So when we first started this idea and I was like, why is it you're attacking the flower industry? Don't you know it's a dying industry? What are you thinking it's? so most people told us that it was a dying industry um and which we actually turned that negativity into positive light and said well we know people like to send flowers we know in essence there is a business there um which obviously gave us a big opportunity to figure out why the industry was struggling what was missing uh, and to see if we could actually be that solution to to fixing the industry and, and just going around that, that that first summer when we started walking into the flower shops, you know, as soon as we would walk into a, a flower shop, they instantly thought we were trying to sell them something mm-hmm. uh, until we gave, they gave us, you know, 20 seconds to explain, you know, we have this idea and what did you think? Next thing you know, we'd be in there for 45 minutes and, and couldn't even get out of there because they couldn't stop complaining and, and talking to us about their, co- their current woes. So that was a big validation point for us to see that, there really was this opportunity here to, to come in and, and and fix this industry. And, and uh, you know, we work so much, so closely with all these small businesses across the country. Currently, we have over 3,000 florists on board. And uh, to, to be able to affect and touch the lives of, of so many small businesses uh, on a daily basis, it, it's become pretty amazing. Uh,
0: your marketplace, uh, Bloom Nation, uh, has a network of, of, of t- basically a top top artists and florists in over three thousand cities nationwide talk about that how did you how did you kind of developing it um, uh develop that core because uh, i'm quite sure uh, with, with with that many connections it must have took a while uh you know w- w- what was the strategy what was the technique that you were able to uh to uh, rally up those top artists and florists to be able to work with you
1: yeah we were actually surprised how quickly things took off um what it turned out is most florists kind of the good florists all kind of know each other Mm -hmm. uh in that you know we would walk into a great flower shop in los angeles and they happen to know a great flower shop in chicago so so much of the introductions that we got were warm introductions uh and referrals so we really didn't spend any money on marketing or flying around to you know just walking in all over the country um, once we started building out some of our the local establishments in LA, um, we started just getting referrals all over the country, and then we get referred into a florist in Chicago, who would refer us into Seattle, and and so so much of it just spread by word of mouth, um, and that's just because you know we've really come on as partners with the the local florists, um, and so they see us as partners in this endeavor and an opportunity for them. Uh, to get out from you know having to work with these brokers and, and really uh, take back control of their own small business. Um, and so they're, they're more than happy to, to open up their own existing network and employers that they work with and, and spread the good word. For
0: sure. Um, I, to be honest, originally, I didn't... <coughs> the difference uh, between uh, 1-800-Flowers and Nation to explain it to me Uh, but with the great model that you have definitely something I would prefer to rather I would prefer to use a service like yours as opposed to uh, uh, 1-800-Flowers but um, let's talk about uh, as far as how you got started because a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs they hear your story Uh, one of the challenges may be funding and when it comes to funding uh, what was your approach to it? Uh, you know, did, did you and a co-founder's bootstrap? Did you get uh, venture capital? Talk about that.
1: Yeah, we bootstrapped it for a while. Um, what it came down to is we tried to do everything on a small scale uh, and as cheap as possible until we proved it out. And then once we proved it out, then we would dump more resources behind it versus throwing a whole bunch of our own capital uh, in resources into something, we we kind of in essence kind of faked it till we made it, um, and so we we did bootstrap it for a while, uh, and then just through the growth, we just we got some attention from some some, some great venture capital firms, uh, and then we have uh, since uh, raised uh, two different institutional rounds, uh, led by Andreessen Horowitz, Spark Capital, uh, Ron Conway, uh, Crunch Fund, and Chicago Ventures and a couple other investors as well
0: congratulations on that
1: oh thank you so much yeah it's uh, it's pretty awesome to have their support um, especially when we're dealing with investors that uh, know marketplaces uh, very very well Uh, and so it's great validation for us to see that we're on the right track and and we're doing something good earlier you talk about fake it till
0: you make it and a lot of um uh, a lot of uh, people whether <clears throat> like, like yourself making the transition to be employed to entrepreneur or struggling entrepreneurs uh, what would you say to that because some, so I guess I guess some entrepreneurs they have the challenge that if they appear too small that nobody's going to want to work with them you know but if they appear too big and they're small then at the same time they seem disingenuous what would you say to the fake it till you make it what advice would you give to the aspiring or struggling entrepreneur?
1: The first thing, you just have to be very, uh, you know, careful and cognizant on how you spend your limited resources early on. Um, And so a good example that I have on the faking until we made it was uh, how we uploaded uh, photos into our system. Um, So all the pictures on the marketplace are all, uh, you know, the actual local florist photos of their products, you're actually getting, you know, the local inventory and you know uh, that that florist could make it because they've made it before and there's the picture to prove it. Um, and so instead of, you know, going out and, and, and developing and spending a whole bunch of resources on uh, that part of the business, we just used Dropbox and we just gave florists Dropbox accounts where they could give us their, their most recent photos and, um, and get that uploaded into the system on our own end versus having to build a big kind of UI for them to easily upload stuff. Um, And so I think a lot of that is just managing their relationship, coming off as genuine to the florist. Um, Nobody really questioned us that often as, you know. oh, we're too big, we're too small Uh or anything like that. Um, We just came off as very personable um, and there to help them and help their overall business. Uh, And so I think a lot of the florists just saw that uh, genuine attitude and, and were are willing to do whatever they could to, to help us out and, um, you know, help themselves out as well. I just want to take a moment to tell you about DreamHost.
0: DreamHost.com is the award-winning web hosting service rated by PC Magazine. With their current rates and positive reviews, I couldn't think of a better company to recommend. You can get $10 off a one-year hosting plan or $25 off a two-year hosting plan when you use the promo code Callen. K A L L E N. DreamHost.com, PC's magazine, best web hosting service. As Bloom Nation being uh, the top Silicon Beach startup to watch by uh, Entrepreneur Magazine and Business Insider, uh, what would you recommend uh, five, uh, five tips or maybe uh, nuggets of wisdom uh, to aspiring, and struggling entrepreneurs?
1: Uh, one I always like to say is kind of ignorance is bliss. Um, had we known about all the struggles and challenges that we would have faced early on, it would have been a lot harder to do it. Um, but just kind of going at it one day at a time and not always getting stuck on kind of the big picture, but just, you know, every little task is a, is a big win. And so taking it one day at a time, one week at a time, um, versus trying to see this whole mountain that you have to climb and, you know, that's slow progress towards getting on top of that mountain. Just, you know, getting it. every little hill is a big victory and, uh, you know, that ignorance really was bliss because, uh, you know, had we thought about how challenging, you know, marketplaces in general are one of the more challenging things to, to, to build and um, had we thought about it early on and all the challenges that we would have faced, we, we probably would have stopped a long time ago. Any more tips? I guess, I mean, a lot of it's just taking it one day at a time, uh, surrounding yourself with really smart people. Um hiring is so crucial you know obviously uh co-founders uh it's great to have great co-founders with you uh i was fortunate enough to be really really good friends with my co-founders when we started this um and that's been amazing to to get to work with your best friends on a day in and day out basis um and having that relationship to to fall back on i'm glad Uh, you
0: brought that up greg um but Let me ask you this, do you think that could be a double-edged sword? Because sometimes when uh, entrepreneurs work with family or friends, it can actually go the opposite way. Uh, Perhaps you could speak to that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I could definitely see how um, those challenges do arise and we do see that and we have experienced that throughout the years. I guess it it is easy to confuse sometimes the business with the the relationship, but we try our best. You know, when we're in the office, it's the business side uh, and and coming at each other from, you know, that kind of professionalism. Um, And then when we're out of the office, um, you know, it's kind of back to the the fun and games that we're used to. Um, So I definitely do see how there could be issues um, working with, you know, people that you're really close with. Um, because that that work relationship is is different when you have to hold each other to specific standards. Um, but my co I'm, uh, I'm fortunate enough that my, the co founders that I have uh, bring so much great talent to the table in areas that um, I'm not talented in, and so we, we just balance each That's other nice out that really you well. Have a
0: great balance. Um, let's talk about when it comes to boards. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, you know you know sometimes uh experts would advise that you need to have a board of advisors you need to have a board of directors um what would you suggest does bloom nation have a board of directors or board of advisors do you think that's helpful uh for entrepreneurs who are starting a business
1: yeah so well a board of directors you basically have to form when you are a c corporation and if you want to get venture back then you definitely need to be a c corporation so that whole process starts um when you're when you're looking to raise capital, uh, as far as advisors, um, we um, have been very fortunate again in, in having great people help us out along the way. There's no way we could have done this without a lot of people's help. So literally everything we do, we have people that help us out. Um, there's so many things that we've you know are tasked with and have to overcome that we have no idea or not you know have no idea how to how to attack the pro- the problem and have really relied on. Um, the amazing people that we met along the way that are you know, are advisors. Great,
0: very good. Uh, Greg, where do you see um, Blue Nation in three to five years?
1: Um, well, the, the problems that exist in the U.S. are the exact same problems that exist all around the world. So um, as long as we continue to, to build out here, um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to get international um, and, and and bring that that idea of a marketplace all around the all around the world. Great.
0: And Greg, uh, if people want to uh, follow you and stay in contact with you, how would they do that?
1: For sure. Yeah. So social media is, is obviously the the great way these days. Um, so you know you can follow Blue Nation on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, and me personally, it's probably best to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, that that's a great way. You know, on a professional level to to meet new people um, and and to connect with people on a professional level. All right. Greg, thank you for being our guest. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode
0: by Callan Diggs, bestselling author and career strategist at seen Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on an email list, you're missing out. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.